Hello, interview listeners. Your host, Jill, here with a quick reminder. This podcast is intended for spiritual, intuitive, and artistic conversations. It shouldn't be substituted for appropriate medical, psychological, or veterinary care. I'm not a healthcare professional, nor do I offer medical, psychological, or veterinary advice. The topics discussed on this show span intuitive awareness for people and animals, as well as spiritual understanding for personal development. Please seek medical, mental health, or veterinary help if you need to. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Hello, inner you. Can you hear spirit calling? I'm Jill, and this is my artistically intuitive podcast, where all things mystical, creatively mix and mingle. As a holistic teacher and pet portrait artist, we'll talk about everything from art to angels, Reiki to earth wisdom, and the psychic nudges only our soul knows. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started on this spiritual journey together. Thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to be back. I know I say that every time, but it is. It's super, super fun for me to be doing this podcast. I'm Jill, and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, and pet portrait artist. So yeah, I love spiritual and creative stuff, and this has been so much fun to continue to talk about the things that I find interesting and hopefully you find interesting as well. So today we're going to talk about the 12 laws of karma. What are they and how do they pertain to our lives and how can we use them as little check-ins with ourselves? Okay, here we go. Let's dive right in. The 12 laws of karma. The first one, as you sow, so shall you reap. This is the great law of karma. It is the premise that what you put out will come back to you. You've heard this, you know, this is the big old boomerang of energy that you create within yourself that then goes out into the world. So if you want peace and joy in your life, your home, the neighborhood that you live in, the country and even the world, you've got to start within yourself. If we're helpless and fearful, the question is, do we cause that? And do those fears then draw the reality to us. Yeah, I think it does. Like for surezies, are we creating negatives in our lives by focusing those same things on others? And then do we then get stuck in wanting to be right, getting even, or somehow falsely believing that we can control the consequences of karma? Hmm, ponder that. Okay, second one. The law of creation. You attract what you are, not what you want. So this is stating that if you want to have a healthy, wealthy, and successful life, this would require our 100% participation because we are truly, what we create is what we are on the inside. Our surroundings are the clues to our inner nature and that nature is a sign of what then is projected into our external life. 
So remember, people like people who are the same. So if you want to attract loving people, you've got to be loving. If you want to attract smart people, then maybe become smart in something. See how this works? It's like a it's like the whole same energetic blueprint of creating the stuff that you really think about the most. If you want a perfect partner, for instance, then develop the traits that you envision in that person in yourself and then that will organize the energy to bring that person to you. So remembering that we're not alone in the universe, we are all connected beyond ourselves, beyond the realities that exist in our mind, we create it and then this will be reflected in our environment. Okay, the law of humility, which is the third one and this is about what you resist persists for you. This law states that we choose our enemies and give them strength. How does that work? Well, what we object to reflects who we are inside. So if we pick apart somebody else, what is it within ourselves that we don't like? Do we then deny the truth about ourselves and create our own pain? And do we let our egos just run crazy, right? And get nutso? Then we get lost in this illusion and deny who we truly are. Do we believe change can come from denying who we are and then see cheaters and liars everywhere but claim that somehow we are more focused and on higher ground so like that's the whole touchback the more we feed our denial by resisting truth the louder the noise becomes so becoming aware of our humility will help us to recenter and be more aware of how we think what we do and what we say to others all right fourth one the law of growth Wherever you go, there you are. This is all about creating your own surroundings. So if we don't change, nothing else will. We will just carry our problems with us wherever we go. If we remove negative relationships and clean up our ourselves, then it will reflect out again into our environment. But this is that thing of taking ownership of what we think because if we don't then we're just again falling into this delusion of thinking that somehow we're separate of who we really are do we seek the growth to not recreate those same negatives all over again because change will take time like it's this sort of slow process if you just expect that oh by simply going over here you know and ignoring your inner junk that that's going to just recalibrate itself on its own. That's not true. The changes have to be made internally so that they last. And then your life will reflect that in your environment. And all of the negativity that you once attracted will just fall away. Makes total sense. Fifth one, the law of mirrors. Whenever there is something wrong, there is something wrong in us. So again, that personal responsibility and realizing that we cannot be immune from the connection of what's going on around us and what's going on inside of us because then we just blame others and kind of put it on them. But we have to take the mirror and put it up to ourselves to see what's really going on because this then is mirrored in our surroundings once again. This is the same thing of like internal, external. And every one of these laws, this is the common 
thing, the common theme. So do we try to excuse ourselves from the parts of life that are hard and really accept with uh, grace and ease a life that we truly want? Because it's a conflicting energy. We have to get all of it lined up so that we create a difference. But again, that's not really going to be possible unless we see what's within ourselves and take personal responsibility for the stuff that is not really in alignment with positive stuff. Okay, yes, that says it all. Sixth law, the law of synchronicity. Whatever you do may be very insignificant, but it's very important that you do it anyway. It's this connection between the lowest and the highest. If you think of it in terms of what your daily grind is, but all the while that you're in your your routine, you're waiting for Prince Charles to come Prince Charles, <laughs> Prince Charming. <laughs> I don't know why I said Prince Charles. I wouldn't want Prince Charles to rescue me, but like a nameless, faceless Prince Charming to come rescue you, or are you waiting to win the lottery? Do you only accept the ego rewarding tasks, or do you want to, you know, really dig deep and figure out why you're reacting? in the way that you are internally. Because again, even if you mask it, the energy, the truest energy will eventually eke through. You've got to get clear about that. So the lesson here is that we learn discipline and humility together, and then you have to demonstrate that. All right, seventh law, the law of direction and motives. You can't think of two things at the same time. This is the one about spiritual values really elevating yourself so that you don't fall into your lower nature. So when we're focused on higher values, there just isn't room for thoughts of, you know, greed or being selfish or angry. If we think about growing spiritually, we can't be contemplating the other stuff. It just can't exist at the same time. Checking in with yourself about what you're focusing on. Every day when you get up, are you saying, hey, I want to bring in the positivity and love and light in my life? Or are you just going through it head down, angry, shuffling around? Because that does create an energy. And if you're starting in a really high place in the morning, then that continues in your home. It goes with you when you go to your job and everybody that you encounter. I don't know how many times this has occurred to me that it's just this domino effect of crappy energy. So are you kind of nurturing a hidden agenda of selfishness and or feeding that compulsion of your lower natures or are you getting in a high vibe and calling in all the good juju so that you stay out of that all right eighth one the law of willingness if you believe something to be true then something in life you must demonstrate within that truth to make it so so yes this law is all about your willingness to show what you believe in put up or shut up walk your walk talk your talk this is all about demonstrating what you know to be right and then the consequences in your life will match all of that and you'll have that fruitful life that you've always wanted do you play the when and if but then procrastinate about what's right so you have to kind of get in touch with that part of yourself too are you afraid to grow because it's hard and then do you hold back your love because you didn't get what you want or your dreams didn't match you know kind of like having a tantrum and then you don't really extend your love outward you hold everything in 
realizing this, giving what you have and doing what you can will elevate that. Okay, ninth law. You can't go home again, but you must try. This one is all about that psychological home, that emotional place within us. So the combination of psychological, emotional stuff, where if you're trying to recreate the past, especially within relationships, you kind of get dragged back in time where you can't really fix it because it already happened. You have to remember that if you're doing that, it's like there's nothing to grab onto. It's just this memory of what has occurred. If you keep trying to, quote, get it right this time, then you do have to remember what didn't work in the past and move on from there so that you don't keep going backwards and spinning your wheels, essentially, right? Because if you feed old dreams that never panned out, then how can you ever forge ahead to make new ones? Okay, very good. Yes, 10th one, the law of change moving right ahead. The more things change, the more things stay the same. History repeats itself until we learn the lessons that change our path. So this is so important. If we go with the flow, stay in that flow state and keep moving forward, then our results will be different. But if we keep doing the same things over and over and expect different results, then those two energies conflict and we keep recreating our problems, sometimes the same ones over and over in new places. So yeah, not a good idea. Just staying in the flow is key. Eleventh one, the law of patience and reward. When you focus on your life, good things happen. So are you focusing on what you don't have and then not really being quite aware that what is ahead of you is a reflection of if you're really happy in the moment. This is kind of breaking this down. And if you're seeking out something that's shinier or more expensive all the time, or you're always feeling like what you're doing isn't good enough, then you can never really create something good and better. Because if you're not doing the things in the moment that feel really good to you, but then you're always wondering, is it good enough? Am I ever going to be happy? You're removing yourself from the law of patience and reward because joy comes as a result of doing what we're supposed to be doing. And then once we continue to see that that's good enough and we have that enlightenment sort of seep into us, then we understand, yeah, we're on the right path. But you have to continue to, quote, carry the water until the soil. That's the saying. And then after enlightenment, you carry the water until the soil. You just keep going about it because that keeps generating new energy that's for your highest good. It keeps you in alignment of your highest self. Twelfth law is what you put in, you get back. The law of value and upliftment. Garbage in, garbage out. A difference that makes no difference is no difference. Sounds a little bit like gibberish, but what this essentially means is whatever you contribute will uplift or decrease the whole. It's all about how much you put in and what's the value of the energy that you're putting in. For instance, this can be what you eat. If you're eating really well, what puts out is a high quality you, right? In terms of your physical self, same thing with the energy that you bring in 
with who you talk to, what you watch on TV, movies, etc. How much energy do you bring into your body that's through your emotional and mental filter that's the good stuff, the good energy? What you bring in is going to go out from that point as well. And then the 13th law, which is the summation of everything, it's the letting go which is the solution. So if you don't truly have something that feels of value and you don't feel valued in and of yourself, it's very difficult to give away your love and your time and your help and everything. So you have to let go of the things that don't serve you, especially if they're ego-centered. Most of the time they are because these are the things where we just devalue ourselves and we whittle away our self-esteem so if we let go of our ego and we simply say yeah we're going to put it into neutral then we'll realize that we have enough energy to spare for other people we can be more there and more present for other people and this goes hand in hand with the value of money and your time and your love and so if we prove that we have the power to get more then we realize that what we have in front of us is enough and we don't need more. The true test is to simply let go, put everything into neutral, just kind of park it there, going back to that observing, not absorbing. And then we can know only at that moment what we have is certainly enough and that we can give our love freely and be more willing to receive it in return because the ultimate power of the universe is how we can give our power of free will and ask for what we need and know that what we receive in return is really of our highest good. And then that puts us in alignment with everything else in our life. It's like this big, huge domino effect. Today's information about karma was read from the Sacred Wisdom Chart number 10 of Helion Publishing. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Also, if you'd like to learn more about me, check out my website, hellointerview.com, for my spiritual offerings and ajilloriginal.com for my art. Remember, new episodes of Hello Interview drop every Wednesday. Until then, take care, everybody, and let your love light shine. Bye.